Hello and welcome to I Said What I Said. Woo woo! I'm Lene. I'm Solana. And I'm McLean. Woo woo! And today we're going to be talking about quarantine watching that we've done over the, you know, past hiatus that we've been on. Uh, you know, we're students, so <laughs> a lot a lot of stuff has happened in the world. Yeah. You know, hashtag just quarantine too. Um, yeah. It's hard. Uh, so, you know, we've been laying low, and also we weren't here together like we normally are when we film these videos. We were, like, in different parts of the country, so that'll yeah. also do it. Um, but we're back. <laughs> we've been having a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Um, so, yeah, quarantine watching, you know, things we've been watching over the, the past winter. Um, do you have anything that we really love? Anything that we really loathe? Um, my win right now is Lovecraft. It's forever my number one. Um, I showed my parents when I went home, um, and I got them obsessed, like super obsessed. Um, specifically, my dad, as a as a blurred black nerd, he was like into it, um, and that was really a fun adventure to share that because, like. He was, he was like, yes, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Because they don't have HBO, like, he yeah. couldn't get it. But he just kept hearing reviews from people, and the people was like, were like, yeah, it's pretty good. But he, like, didn't get to experience it himself. So, Lovecraft is my number one. Which feels weird, because it's been nine months of this. Wow. It feels so long ago when that first came out, but <laughs> that's my number one. Yeah. I did love Lovecraft. I mean, that would be my number one, but you already took that, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's not taken. I'm just saying. I don't want to say that either. But it is a great show if you haven't seen it. Good for HBO. Um, okay, is there anything you really enjoyed watching or loathed watching? I, I mean, I got really into The Crown. Like, and I got, and I, like, Solana, I went home and I'm like, I was like, Mom, Dad, you need to watch this. And so we watched, like, four seasons in a week, <laughs> which is, like, not good, but also, like, what else are we doing? Because, like, we're stuck at home. But I honestly, the first two seasons are the better two seasons of the four because they like change actors in like in between seasons two and three, and so like the people who you like got to know and love as like these these act as these characters as like Elizabeth and Philip are not the same, and so then it's like oh, I mean it's still drama, it's still tea, and it's still really funny, but <laughs> you know yeah the crown yeah um. I just thought about this, but I guess I'd say my favorite was The Mandalorian. Season mm -hmm. 2 came out. That's true. And I loved Season 2. Like, I think Season 2 has been... I thought that Season 1 was just a bit slow. It was still obviously amazing, but, you know, you're starting to get to know yeah. the characters. But Season 2... Uh, I, well, I think the first, like, two, like, episodes of Season 2 were kind of like... Uh, yeah. Okay. You just have to, like, sit through them because they're kind of boring. But, like, the, the rest of it, yeah, I... I feel like they, they spent, it feels like they definitely wrote it knowing they were getting a second season. Yeah. Like, this season is definitely like, oh, okay, we're able to pick up the story a little bit more. Yeah. Like, that first season, I think, too, you were like, you're right. Like, yeah, it was a little exposition-y. We're setting up the world. We're setting up who he is. We're setting up who, he's, who, the, who the child is, all these other things. But, yeah, season two definitely picked, picked up in the right tempo, which I think is good because they didn't rush into it too, too quickly. Yeah. Like, I love the season, I love season one just as much, like, I, obviously, we're introduced to a lot of fun things, but, like, 
something about season two was just, was just like it really took off from that first episode. So I love that. And I got to watch The Mandalorian twice because um, I got my mom and my grandma into it. Um, they We finished season one in like three days because we were like, wow. we watched three episodes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like super easy. And my mom kept wanting the reason, so we finished season one, and then um, when I eventually go back home, we're going to finish season two, because they're not super into Star Wars. They love Star Wars, don't get me yeah. wrong, love it, but <laughs> they need me there to answer some of the questions, especially with some of the characters who pop up, especially during season two. So, because they don't have the internet, they don't know the internet like that, yeah. so. <laughs> That's what happened, this is not really relevant to what we're talking about but the, <laughs> that's what happened in my family like I forced my family to watch Hamilton when it came out on Disney Plus and like they had no idea what was going on and I was like so this is this is this person you know like and that's they're different now in Act 2 this is not the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what we did with my grandmother yeah we used to be like for yeah. Christmas we were we watched uh, Hamilton because we realized they'd never they'd never seen it because they had Disney Plus, but it's like, I think my step-grandfather's, his son's account, so they just don't watch it, Right. and they're too busy doing whatever they do, so they had never seen it, they'd only seen scenes of it, mm-hmm. and so we were like, you've never seen it at all, and they're like, no, I don't think we've ever seen it, so have, we had to be like, okay, well, we're going to sit down and watch it, like, everybody sit down, yeah. get comfortable, <laughs> it's a whole, it's a real show, like, this is real theater, you have to, like, come sit down, get ready for it. They were like, I, we did not, this is really cool. I was like, yes, Grandma. This is exactly what we can do. Isn't it fun? I was like, yeah, the, the stage rotates. It's fun. I, got yeah, to, I love it. I got to imbue some fun little <laughs> wisdoms about page. I told my parents in a car about, like, offhandedly about how the fact that we, like, looked at the AEA contracts. Mm-hmm. And, like, every time they, they moved a set, that was, like, $10 or whatever. And so my mom would not let that go. She'd be like, $10. She'd be like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, so you saw how they did that lift? $20. <laughs> that time they were on the rotating stage, that was another 20 I love that your mom about how people would get so Yeah, she thought it was so funny. And, like, my both, like, everybody was like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I wish I was kidding that, like, every time that somebody moves a set piece, they had to make whatever. And I basically got to sit down and, like, show off the fun of my degree to my family. I'd be like, this is what I'm learning. And, like, showed them a spreadsheet that I made for come from away or whatever on my computer to be like, well, how much are these people making? And I'm like, this but, is what it is. But, sorry, that was not what we were talking about at all. No, it's okay. No, <laughs> but, get us back on track. No, but like, that, we showed, that was one of the other ones, was watching yeah. my grandparents, Hamilton. Well, yeah. the first half of Hamilton, then they got right. tired and did other things. But the first half of Hamilton, yeah. that was fun. But, yeah. But, um, in reference, yeah, to, sometimes, yeah, you have to, like, sit there with your parents and kind of give them, like, the answers and some guidance to what's happening. It's like the fun facts. Yeah, they're like, yeah. What's, what's this? What's this character? And then it happened in the Mandalorian, but also it was just fun to see like all the twisted t- turns. Like every time I was like, oh my goodness, not the baby, not the baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, obviously, everybody loves. Like, it's just so adorable. So, yeah. like, kind of steals your heart instantly. But um, that was just fun to see. And yeah. when, like, you know, <laughs> not for anything, but the reveal <laughs> happens. I agree. My da- my dad like my dad was so happy that I came home when I did because like my mom does not like Star Wars at all. She like doesn't get it. She thinks it's stupid. And so she was like, so she and my dad was so happy that he had like a watching buddy because like my mom would watch The Mandalorian with him, but she would be like, nah, <laughs> my parents were upset that I was not cut up. <laughs> they were literally they were us upset. 
that I was not caught up. They're like, have you watched the new episode? And I was like, no, I have not. They're like, what are you watching? And I'm like, apparently not the same TV you people are watching. Like, other things. Well, what are you watching? Anime. Well, that's stupid. Okay, well, <laughs> my father literally got mad at me because I wasn't caught up yet. He was like, the final episode, he's like, you need to be caught up. We're watching episode eight this day. By this time, you must be caught up. And I was like, okay. They it, was it was mandated. It was mandated TV. Fa- that's our thing. Our, we have family TV time. There are certain shows that we all watch together mm-hmm. when I used to be at home. And, like, if you watch it early, you like, you're home. Well, when I used to live at home. Yeah, we'd still do that. Oh, we do that every day. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> but like, no, but like my family would be like, this is shows we all watch together. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we still don't do that. No. Actually, <laughs> don't have a family anymore. Um, anyways, we had like, we, we had like, man- your mom. <laughs> we had family mandated TV shows that we all had to watch if you didn't catch up. Like, if you were an episode behind, we weren't going to cut, like, there are certain shows we'd be like, okay, but the rest of us are caught up, so you need to find a time to like, catch up. Right. And this was one of those, apparently. We needed to like, mandate, everybody needed to catch up. And Chris had already seen it because he has his own life. So I was the only one, and it was my turn to be like, all right, get your ass up. But yeah. State mandated the catch up time. Yeah, I mean, now's the time. It's like we've got all the time in the world. I still feel like there's so many TV shows that I should catch up on or that I need to. But you know, it'll come with time. But I also, for some reason, every time don't know what to watch. Yeah, every time I'm like, "Mm, don't watch this. Did we watch Community? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to talk about next. We'll I'm just starting. Like, I'm like in the middle of like watching it. For the now first you time. choose McLean. Yes. You could have been watching this with us. Okay, wait. So no. I'm in like season three. Upsetting. We have to explain. We have to explain. So back when quarantine first hit, back when it first first hit, like when March, when it was like bad. It was like early April. We, we had nothing else. We to had do. nothing to do, and I had a TV in my bedroom, and Solana had a TV in her room, and we were like, you know what? Let's watch Community. I watch, I started watching the first episode first, and I told someone I was like, "You have to start watching this with me." Well, because yeah, I've never I like heard about it on TV, and it was one of those right. shows that like everyone was like, "It was like How I Met Your Mother." Like, oh, how come you've never seen it? And I'm like, I just I didn't watch right. The Office when it was on TV. I didn't watch How I Met Your Mother. I apparently all these iconic shows I had missed out on that I'm not boo boo that Community's sad about. Community's the only one that I like didn't really like get invested in. I felt bad. Until now, now I'm like... Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, now I'm like, wait, wait, what? Right up the in the morning. So, like, literally... Wait, wait. So, like, literally, me and Slana literally just start, like, binge-watching the show. Like, <laughs> we finished a whole season in less than two days. It was crazy because it would be, like, as soon as class... We also had class at the same time. As soon as class, we would be like, oh, did you watch the episode? Have you watched the episode? Where are you right now? Well, what episode are you on? Let's watch it together. Let's watch this. Have you watched this one? And it was just like a back exchange. Just be like, oh my gosh, uh, inside joke. Ha ha, pop pop. Like, Meanwhile, like <laughs> six feet away from each other across the hallway. So you'd be like, door open, door open. What episode are you on? Like screaming across the apartment. The like ten feet from our from my room to your room. Or it would be the text message of like, hey, class just ended. Community episode. Which one are you on? I'm on this one. Oh well, I'll wait for you. Yeah. Like, like, we had to follow, like, both of us were at different tempos watching, so we had to, like, perpetually be like, where are you? Where are you? Well, like, that has We literally wanted so bad for McLean to jump on this train, then and I didn't was. know y'all were watching it. Yes, yes we did. Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> and we were like, oh, McLean, and when you came over, we make you watch some episodes with us. That was, we like, like, two weeks ago. No. Yes, That was, was a Christmas episode, but we yeah. didn't watch the other ones. I feel like we started watching it, and by the time we told McLean, it was too late because we were already like, yeah, on, like three fourths of the way in. Uh, no, it was like a little late. Like yeah, we were already I'm at the in, network. I'm in the middle of season yeah. three. 
We would have watched it again. If you <laughs> I would, yeah, had we known. We were in the middle of the network change by that point, so yeah. we were not. We, we were too, unfortunately, it. too far gone. Too <laughs> trying not to go up. When I think thing. of when I think of quarantine shows that saved me, <laughs> all my community, hundred percent. Because I don't, I know that we watched a lot. Like, we watched just an insane amount of TV. We really did. But I have no idea what I watched. If you yeah. ask me, the only thing I could tell you is that I know for sure I watched <laughs> Community and Lovecraft Country. Can't tell you anything else. Actually, now that you say that, I'm like, what else did I watch? I mean, I watched, like, Sugar Rush and, like, you know. No, we watched a ton of anime. We watched a ton of stuff. I, feel, I did watch a lot of anime. Did yeah. I watch a lot? Of, I did watch a lot of anime. I mean, I'm a weeb, so, like, I watch a lot of anime anyway. I guess it's like, yeah. I'm like, I watch a lot of anime anyways because I'm definitely garbage, but, like, could not. Couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I couldn't even only anime I've seen is, like, Oranus. Fucking one. We did rewatch Oranus, like, multiple times. We watched Oranus a ton of times. We watched, I told you about the uh, Beastars. Oh, we did watch. And then I told Kenny about it, and we got obsessed. Yeah, yeah and did. then. Oh, I forgot Beastars. And then we also watched, oh, we watched other stuff, too. We watched, um... I rewatched watched Kakigure again, because that's my... Well, that's my show. Oh, we watched, um... Aretsuko. Oh, we did watch the second we season of Aretsuko. We watched that, and we did that in, like, two nights. Oh, we sure did. Um... <laughs> she becomes an idol, and it gets so lit. <laughs> she becomes an idol! Oh, my God. Okay, but Beastars... <laughs> but, honestly, Beastars changed my life, and not necessarily in a good way. It just kind of shifted things. Basically, the plot of it is that it's, like... Mm-mm, I don't want to tell people that plot. It's like <laughs> human. It's like what it's almost furry like, but not really. It's like they made animals humans. So like, there's a wolf who has like a six pack. Do you know what I mean? And like, he has like almost human legs, and they walk up like regular animal. Like they look like animals, but they like walk around on two legs. But then sometimes they're like grooming each other, and they like clean themselves sometimes. But they also have six packs and boobs. You know what I mean? Like it's real. Ah. It's toying that line. It's, it's it was weird for me, and honestly, I don't think I I'm gonna watch season two. I want to because I it was I just, got involved in the story. The worst part is that once you get over the initial shock of it, the oh. show is really good. Like that's the problem is that I'm like, are we sexualizing a bunny right now? Also, like I'm a little lost. Pause. What would recommend? Because um, on Vulture's Guide for the Best of You 2020, Lovecraft Country did make it. So, it's okay. 10 shows, 10 out of 10 shows, and The Mandalorian also made it. Oh! Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. What else were you saying about Beastars? Because we also have to talk about another show we did watch. Uh, I was just saying that it was really good, and it's one of those, like, if you're not into anime, I'm not sure this is it for you, because it's a, it's, it's a lot to get over the shell shock of these, like, weirdly human animals. But if you're, like, one of those people who can kind of get over that, or, like, can get past that first weird layer when you're watching TV... Uh, this is a good weird one. Like I watch weird anime anyway, so this was not out of the out of the pocket for me. In fact, this was like inside the pocket for me. Um, but yeah, I recommend these stars. I can't wait for season two. Um, our fr- I showed my friend it, and now I got him obsessed. And for my birthday, he gave me B Star keychains. You're forgetting a such a big so show that a big recommended B stars. I mean, yeah, but another show that we were super into. I don't know this. That I also got you into. What? I'm sorry. It has vampires. That we were, like, obsessed with. I'm concerned. I already see it. What we do in the shadows. You're so right. I Oh, that was this year! See? Holy crap! <laughs> I love the crap! You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. And out of this world. Oh, my God. It was, that was, like, March. Yeah. No, that was, like, July. Like, we were obsessed. 
Like, I still only watched every was. episode every Sunday when it came out. I was like, it's not a new was, episode. Uh, you said was, like, it wasn't in the, it's not in the present tense. I mean, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where was I? I love the crap out of that show. I don't know. I mean, it does feel like 2020 was a long issue. Well, yeah, because we also watched Muppets Now, and that was a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God! Oh, we can talk about shows that are disappointments. Oh, my God. Do you want to mention that? Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. It hurts my heart. Because I love the Muppets. Like, there's a, a few things in this world that I love more than the Muppets. And they tried to do they tried to do a show present day with the Muppets, and it just was not good. And current that hashtag not my Kermit. Um, it was just bad, and it was so it was so weird. And there was oh, I you know what though we started watching that because we did a Muppets marathon. Yeah, well, we did like a binge thought where we rewatched well, all the. Then I knew that this show was coming out on Disney Plus. Well, so I'm saying, but before it was before it came out, we yeah. were like collectively the three of us were like, "All right, we love the Muppets. Let's." I think the only thing we didn't watch was Treasure Island. Yeah, that that one can be not. It wasn't the thing about the Muppets now too, is that it wasn't horrible, but it was just so meh that it yeah. felt unmuppety too, like. It just felt like, like there was every, every now and then what has it unmuppity? <laughs> Un, the word unmuppity. Unmuppity. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it felt. Am I a man or am I a woman? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, like, no, 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 and that's right. not a Muppet. And I can identify it when Muppet I see S. it. I can say, like, this seems not Muppet-esque, but this is Muppet-esque. And, yeah, the current voice was strange. And also the fact that each episode is only, like, kind of 10, 15 minutes. So it felt yeah. kind of like they really didn't care. They just yeah. kind of rushed it together. And the Muppets are so much better than that. The so. only saving parts of Muppets now were Scooter as like the show runner and then um, and then like Pepe Pepe the Prawn which you know, is a the game show well yeah and then the back and then the, the back because he was actually being himself and it wasn't weird yeah and then like the, the, the amount of work they put into the backgrounds for like the fake backgrounds of the Muppets like everybody yeah. had like a really good environment that this Muppet would live in but plotline wise, I get what they were trying to do. Like they're like, "Oh, it's the Muppets in quarantine." Like this is what they do over Zoom too, or whatever. But like, the skits weren't well written. Like I love the Swedish Chef, but we did not need to have the Swedish Chef have a cooking show. That was that's not the point. Like the Swedish Chef is not that's not the point of the Swedish Chef. But I did, like, that's not that's not his Muppet. The chicken, the chicken host of that show was just Mary Berry. <laughs> I li- oh yeah, I liked the Swedish Chef, but. I mean, interesting enough, it did end up on the, this for Vulture list for best shows. It was nice really? to see the Muppets. For, it was a highlight. It was nice to see the Muppets. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's fair. It, I, I think that maybe this was like a cash trial, and I would love to see more Muppet things. Because I will say, in addition to that, another show did come out that I did watch during quarantine that I loved. It's got new episodes, actually, right now, called Earth to Ned. Also made by the Jim Henson Studio. Hilarious show. I thought it was amazing. It was exactly what I wanted from Muppets. Like, I laughed. I cried. I enjoyed the skits. I loved the puppetness of it. It was just, like, really fun. And that's one that I that I, that I binged and I loved. So, yeah, maybe they're just trying to find their footing. But it was disappointing to me, I think. Yeah. Is there any other show that was disappointing? Um... <laughs> the most recent one we started watching. Well, yeah. <laughs> which we can't that's a whole other. We have to wait for McLean though, because yeah, she's not finished it. We're talking about Bridgerton. We'll talk about that another episode. Oh, do you know what? 
We could do a episode on. Did Disenchanted come out? I guess no. Disenchanted came out last year. Oh, the new season of Big Mouth came out, and I was really disappointed by the fourth season. I mean, yeah. And it came out on my birthday too. Like I was like hyped. Like Big Mouth is my show. Glenn and I reference it to each other constantly. <laughs> I don't think I have anything outside of Nick Kroll right now in my brain. He does live rent free a hundred percent. But like that fourth season was not. It's not it. It was a no for me, dog. Yeah, to quote weird. the great Randy Jackson. It's a no for me, dog. Like, I just, like, it was interesting, and, like, it seemed like it was gonna... I just feel like they had a really weird place to, like, go, because they already got a, a like, go-ahead for six seasons. Right. So, like, great. I love that. It's my show. I'm still gonna watch it. But this one was, like, a weird turn... And they ended this the last season on a really strange note, and then they didn't really sit in that strange note. Yeah. It just got weird, and it got really, like, it got really heady, I think. And it started dealing with actual issues, which I was like, ooh, that's not what this, like, I'm not sure that that's why I watched Big Mouth. Like, I don't need you to talk about, like, anxieties like that. Like, that, you know what I mean? Like, it's not... Like, like, it's not that, is my escape from my anxiety. Yeah, like, I feel like anxiety is not... <laughs> the thing I want to be like and they didn't really joke about it that was the thing it became like an actual it was an actual plot point for one of the characters and I was like oh no 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 like the reason the hormone monsters are hilarious is because they're ridiculous they're so obscene even like the stupid depression kitty is like so obscene like it's a cat like that's so stupid but it works and this character was not it was not ridiculous. It was like way too real. Yeah. And they gave I mean, it. They it gave the anxiety of mosquito. Like it was like it worked, but it was not ridiculous. And I was like, oh, this got weird. Mm-hmm. It got weird. It got weird in a way that I'm not sure I wanted it to. They also touched everything weird already in the third season. That like they went they went outrageous already, and now it's like, where are they gonna go? But the only thing I will say was the code switching song in that episode. Was code like, switching. Was like a really fun, like that was at least a really good and the way that they handled the transition from Jenny Slate to the new voice actress was really, really wonderful. And so I will yeah. give them props for how they handled the race conversation with Missy and like how that transition worked was really. I will give them props for those last three episodes because like. I think that was a really smart way to handle that conversation, and a conversation they needed to have anyways. Yeah. But other than that, it was weird. It was real weird. It was real, real weird. Also, why did it have to happen at the 9-11 Museum? Like, I don't know. That one was real weird also. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm not that a big that, now, so... That gets, like, a three, and a three and a half stars for me. Like, it was still good, and it was still, the, it was still what I like Big Mouth to be. But, like, also, why is Seth Rogen randomly thrown in here? Like, it was done in such a weird way. Yeah. I'm also, though, going to go back to things I watched that I love, that I, I binge watched, two shows that are kind of interconnected, but not really. Um, I loved I May Destroy You. Oh, so good. And actually, this is, I don't know, maybe it doesn't count as binge, because, so, shows that I really love, um... I have a really hard time watching the last episode, and so I did not finish the last episode, so I still have not seen the last episode. Sure. I will eventually. No, I may destroy you. Oh, okay. Um, I did not finish watching the last episode. <laughs> I need to watch it. I just didn't want it to be inevitable because it's not getting another season. Um, mm-hmm. The creator said specifically that it was just getting one season. That was it. Um, but I love that show. And on the flip side, a teen show that I thought was really great, never have I ever Loved it. Yes. <gasps> that show was great. That was, and that I recommended that to you. I did. Yes. I 
I love that shit. Like, I'm obsessed with these, like, kind of, like, teen, like, coming-of-age sh- um, shows and movies. I love them. But I had never seen one with somebody, with a person of color in a way that was actually good. Because, like, we have things like To All the Boys I've Ever Loved, but that's, like, not good. The way that Mindy Kaling did this show was so great. And I hope, I don't think it's going to get renewed, but I hope it does because I love the show and I think it's I think it's great and I we don't see many I I couldn't tell you many any any other show that is that real about um, brown people brown people yeah, yeah. it's hard I mean, to, it's hard to get brown representation and brown Asian representation as well right and to have her be the lead was great and, and the, I think the really interesting thing that I liked about it like obviously every shot is flaws like it's not perfect but the really interesting thing about it is, like, I don't even like romance shows, but it's not, it, it starts off as what you think is going to be a romance show, and it ends up being something so much more complex and deeper, yes. and it actually touches on something that, one, we don't really touch on with teenage girls at all, and two, that we don't get to see brown girls do. Like, I never really get to see that, mm-hmm. and so that's probably, like, the one time where Minikins has really gotten her props, um, and I, yeah, I hope it has a second season, because it really did kind of end on a cliffhanger, too. Um, but that's also, like, the first teen show, too, which, I don't know, maybe this has to be another episode, but something that's, which I guess I could talk about one of the worst shows, which I'll mention. So I also did watch Euphoria. I didn't finish the last three episodes. Um, like, this kind of, like, sexualization of teenagers, that tends to happen a lot. Yeah. I thought, I, guess I thought you liked, sorry to interrupt you, I thought you liked Euphoria. Um, I liked the cinematography. Mm-hmm. But I, it was really intense for me to get through, and I liked the seeing first season? The, season. the first season. Okay. There's only one season. I thought they just released the second season. No, there was a, it's a Christmas special. Ah, okay. Um, I haven't watched that. Um, I wanted to finish it out because I like to give, like, it's the same thing I did with Bridgerton. I like to give a show its fair shot because I think it's a show is an art, and you have to give it a whole season. Um, but it was really hard for me to get through, and I, I did like it, but I just wish that they were college students. Like, it just, it seems really weird that we keep putting teenagers in this, like, like, I, I, there was, like, literal nudity scenes. Like, I saw things. And while the actors are adults, it seems weird that we, like, and same thing, there's a show called Tiny Pretty Things, high schoolers, that's a high schoolers. Like, there's so many high schoolers, and, like, we keep sexualizing them. And Euphoria is even weirder because it's literally nudity. Like, you literally see nudity. Um, And so, like, the one thing that I liked about Never Have I Ever is that it still is able to be mature, but it doesn't sexualize teenagers in that way, and you don't have like it's just it does it in the right way, which I really liked and appreciated. Versus, I do have an issue with Euphoria that it does that. It's not that it's not a good show, and it's not yeah. that it doesn't have good themes, but there there's something a bit icky to me about putting minor character like my characters who are minors in that situation you know what's so weird i think it's maybe it's a it's a woman writer thing because i watch trinkets and trinkets doesn't do that either like specifically like don't they talk about the fact like we actually have a conversation about one of the characters is like abused by her white boyfriend and that is a conversation of like a black girl dating a white man and like that's following the footsteps of her parents and like it's a whole thing but this show specifically talks about and follows three young women, basically just as like these three young girls who are shoplifters. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's like they they meet they they go to the same high school or whatever. And they wouldn't normally be friends, but some you know the unlikely friends come together or whatever. And so you have like a young popular mixed girl who's like the it girl, and she has a secret life or whatever, and she's dating the popular soccer player. And then you have um, a young Latina whose parents, her dad is in prison, and but she comes off as the hard girl or whatever. But she's really freaking smart, and she's like really a good programmer and really good at math and science and it's going to get into this like really high program and then you have our kind of main character protagonist who's gay a lesbian and like her mom dies and now she has to move town to be with her dad who she hasn't seen in years and so like these three unlikely friends become heroes together and the second season deals with our popular our popular girl her boyfriend has abused her multiple times physically and her ignoring that, and they do have a moment of, like, she gets to reclaim her body in a very public way, and in a way that isn't, like, calling him out and being like, you're a bad guy. Right. Like, she goes and actively, like, the girl that she, he's dating after her, she goes, like, hey, I understand what you're talking Like, I know what you're going through. You can talk to me about it. She's like, you're just lying. Like, he doesn't do that. Like, oh, he just whatever. And so, like, there's a conversation of, like, relationship abuse that I don't think normally gets to be talked about, especially on high schoolers. And it's not in a way that's like it's not sexual abuse. It's not like he right. did these things. He came on to me. It's not the it's not the jagged little pill conversation. It's the like as a high schooler, it's coming of age, and I think in a very different way. And it's set in Seattle. Like it's like a really strange, different way of looking at high schoolers that isn't sexualized. Like they're not they're not wearing booty shorts, and it's not the it's not the Nickelodeon high schoolers where like everybody's in crop tops and booty shorts and like suddenly I can see everything you're wearing that they look like normal teenage girls who just happen to be going through a shit show in their life and they handle they handle these mature conversations of like death and abuse and like yeah they get into a little scandal and like stealing and addiction and what that looks like and like one of our main girl falls in love with somebody who's not out and so you have that conversation of not being out and like what does that look like and that's something that I think is like out definitely exists outside of the male gaze because it's not a conversation that like I don't think Hollywood or like TV normally has when you're looking at it through that way because yeah. you're too busy you're too busy dealing with the sex the what the the quote sexy parts of life which is the gossip girl like oh the drama of the cat fight or we're we're chasing after a man or we're doing this whatever catty thing where they and it's you know mature conversations of sex or whatever but it's still like because of this man or like he abuses me because it's like this specific way when they're existing outside of that and saying like, but we're normal people. Like they really do try and hit that hard. And there are men and there are boys in the conversation. And that is like a conversation that they have, but I don't, it's not their, it's not who these women are. And in fact, like it affects their parents too. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like for euphoria, Something that makes it kind of the one of the worst shows of 2020 is just like I heard lots of hype too, which is why it took me so long to watch it because I right. try not to be on the hype of shows, which is what happened to Bridgerton. It's why I don't like shows that have too much hype or like that are like binge watchable like that because yeah, there's just it's like it's not that it's not a good show because obviously like cinematography is beautiful. I think the costumes are really interesting. I'm just very 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 confused on why we said yeah let's do underage minors and let's really show everything and make it real because like at the end of the day it's still like uh, one how real is that two it's a male writer and three like hbo is a platform for mostly adults so 
really who's watching Euphoria. It's adults, not teenagers. Right. So then, why do we choose to make them underage minors? Right. Like that's that's a, that's what makes it kind of one of the worst shows that I watched. And also, I will say that it was very hard for me to get through, like intensely hard. And like when I was watching, it felt like. I, like, had anxiety because I was, like, watching. I was, like, oh, this is, like, so much stuff. Like, it, everything's hitting the fan in a way in which it's, like, not. And I wish it was better because, like, I love the representation. I love that there's also like, a character who's trans. Like, I love to say that I liked it. But also, at the same time, like, I love the, the people who are in it. But I'm just, like, why do we have to make them high schoolers? Like, that sucks. It just, it gets, there's, yeah. like, a line, I think, where it's, like, at a certain point, like, yes, teenagers went through some weird shit like I know in my high school there was kids who were dealing with a lot of stuff but I also feel like I don't know I don't feel comfortable in or want to see a 16 year old's boobs right whether like whether she's actually 16 or not like it doesn't matter like I'm not sure that like a 17 year old I want to be seeing that I don't want to see an 18 year old either like and and, like with all of the shots with all of the shots cinematography in Euphoria there was an easy way to not show that they just chose to put it in like, never have I ever, ever has that same, honestly, conversation, almost, where she's like, no, I want to do it. Like, I'm ready now. And it's, like, that whole conversation, but it's, I don't see anything. I don't, I don't need, let's leave some, like, I, I, I don't need to see everything. You're supposed to be TV, and Euphoria is already a surreal show anyways, so it's not like you're trying to be, like, realistic. Euphoria is a highly surreal show. So there's really, like, it's just, it felt more like, I was just like, who was in the boardroom with this? Like, who said, like, yes? Like, if you could have just done some tweaking, it would have been way better and maybe would have ended on my top list. But it's just, like, I have so many more questions about that show now. And I'm like, ooh, that kind of gives me a icky feeling, you know? But I'm assuming you like Trinkets then, too. Like. Yeah, Trinkets was one of the best shows I've ever watched. It's generally one of the, my favorite shows I've ever seen. Um, just because I'm really, I'm always here to see... Like, I'm not going to, like, say that, like, oh, every time a woman writer writes something, it's better, because we know that's not true. But uh, this was probably one of the better TV shows that I've seen where I genuinely, like, loved and felt something for the characters, and they were not necessarily my experience or, like, my life. But I actually genuinely was rooting for these people and, like, wanted their lives to be okay. Whatever, like, whether they were happy or not, like, it was like, oh, no, like, these are regular te- Like, I could point to people I knew and be like, yeah. That's, like, somebody. I know that person. Or, oh, that's so, so, and so. Like, it wasn't so one-dimensional that, like, oh, she's just that. You couldn't... Nobody you could just write off as, like, oh, well, she's just that. Or he's just that. Like, nobody in that whole show, even our, like, villain guy, was not one-sided. He's just an uh, he's just an abuser or whatever. Like, we really did see from all perspectives what was going into what happened and what everybody was dealing with. Right. So, like, I was A1 to sit there. And I don't mind heavy dramas, like, I think they're fine. But, like, what, Little Fires Everywhere? Mm-hmm. That's such a bad way of dealing with drama. Like, when you have, like, heavy drama, like, heavy drama shows are not my thing. My mom loves them. She's like, every single time, you know, the, what's that, uh, This Is Us, like, those kind of yeah. shows <laughs> that are, like, yeah, heavy, heavy dramas. Either. I can, I can, like, watch, I can watch those kind of shows, like, I can definitely do episodes, like, not every, I can't binge them, but, like, I could do, I could sit for, like, two or three episodes of this, of those kind of shows. This was not one of them. That's my number one worst show I think I've ever seen this, this quarantine. Yeah. And I couldn't finish it. That's how bad it was. And I will let, and I will let a TV show go. I watched most of Revenge, and that was a garbage show on ABC, and I watched, like, three seasons of that. You literally watched seasons of anything. 
This is it. I'll give it. I'll give it two seasons, even if it's crap. And I couldn't. I couldn't get through like four episodes of this. It was just. And I. Well, I can't say I like Carrie Washington, but I do like Reese Witherspoon. Carrie Washington yeah. is like man for me, but like I didn't even try to get into it because it just didn't seem like a show. It was just I really think. sad because they like tried to talk about the daughter being gay, and then they didn't really talk about it. Oh, and our trinkets. No, uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah. It just, like, it got... <laughs> That's the one. It got weird. Like, <laughs> like we, we're transitioning too quickly. I'm not sure. We're <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, so this is, like, the worst <laughs> show. Little Fires Everywhere was really bad. And I don't, again, Trinkets is also a heavy drama show, but this was a really bad heavy drama show that was, like, way too dramatic and way too racially heavy and, like, not in, like, the, oh, like, you know, we need to talk about it way, but in the, like... This is a problem. This is a black. She it's Kerry Washington doing her 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 version of like black feminism against a white woman going like white women are terrible. You suck. You don't understand who I am. You don't understand my experience. Blah blah blah. And then Reese Witherspoon going like, oh, but like it's hard for me too. Like I'm not meaning to be racist. Like I don't. I just don't know. And you're like, that's great, but like that cannot be ten episodes. I cannot watch I eight think, episodes of that. I think that show had a purpose for that. For, for white women who needed that, and I think Reese Witherspoon especially knows that. And so she said, here's a show for y'all. Like, have fun. <laughs> yeah, because her and Carrie Washington, Carrie Washington was like more, she like went to Carrie and was like, hey, apparently it did break a lot of boundaries and a lot of walls. I mean, I'm still not going to watch it. I don't think, it's not my type of show. Yeah. Not for me. But I think it definitely is catered to those like white middle class moms who are like, I'm not racist. Um, and I think that is a lot of what Reese Witherspoon does now, which good for her. Um, but no, I, I feel you on that end. But I will say, this year has also been a really great year for um, like TV animation. Because like uh, BoJack Horseman had its final season, which was amazing. I binge watched that. That was I can't. I guess I didn't realize that that was just this year. I wa- I, I know watched that whole thing. I thought that was, was pre- like, I thought that was pre March. I thought that was twenty nineteen. Bro, I don't even know anymore. My whole year is over. Ah, <laughs> um, I'm pr- I I can't remember. I kind of remember watching it over quarantine, but also at the same time, I'm not sure. Right. But also, it's in, I don't know. I don't. I, I think don't that know. was before. I think that was 2020 January to February time. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, was it pre quarantine or after quarantine? I couldn't tell you. But still, like 20 <laughs> 2020 was all quarantine. Let's be honest. What did you What did you watch? What was yours? You're like best and worst. Um, the Crown obviously was best. The Crown. I loved. I also loved Cobra Kai. I watched that whole thing. <laughs> but like that's because I have a weird thing with nostalgia and <laughs> and the Karate Kid. Uh, was it good? Oh my god, it was so. I mean, season two, one and season three, fabulous. Season two, eh. but that's because they don't really play into like the nostalgia of the movies at all in season two like it's like about the, the new generation and the kids and they're fighting because like there's it's like a karate turf war and I was like been there done that get over get over yourselves but season one and season two like, aren't really about like the turf war which makes it which makes it so much better um worst I don't know what, what, what was not good that I watched we had a bad movie that we watched which one? We watched the kissing booth. Oh, it's gonna be about TV. Doesn't I remember the kissing booth being one of the worst things I've ever seen? The kissing booth was the worst thing I've ever seen. But um, bad shows. The worst shows that you were just disappointed in. The first one that came to mind was the Tiger King documentary. <gasps> I watched like four of those. And I was did. like, "What is this?" We all know she did it. McLean, we're like, bad. <laughs> Bro, that's like beginning of quarantine. Yeah, shit. 
but I can't think of anything that I was like truly disappointed about. I can't think of any shows that I was disappointed in. There are lots of movies that I was disappointed in. Well, go back, but, go back to like why did you only get through four episodes of Tiger King? I was just like I was just appalled that we as a, as a society could sit there and watch these people. Um, these people exploit these exploit these animals for money and then pretend like they were doing a good thing. Like literally every single one of these people that were interviewed are bad people. Like there's no there's nothing good about any one of them. Say what you want about all of them and in their own ways. Because I, I know people who are like, oh, so and so is not that bad. I'm like, you need to take a hard look in the mirror because that's animal abuse. And the one guy was like definitely starting a sex cult. <laughs> like, you're not wrong that's so funny like, yeah he definitely had a sex cult that just happened to have like a bunch of random ass wild animals around which is also a recipe for disaster it it was just bad and I could like I know people who were like so obsessed with the show that they like couldn't stop watching it and I was like I don't need to sit here and watch white trash on TV yeah, I mean, I, I didn't watch it because of that very reason. I just don't <laughs> like watching. I don't like watching stuff that trend like that because I know it's going to be rescued for that. I like garbage, and I <laughs> I do. I will sit there and I will watch garbage shows. I just admitted to watching like three seasons of Revenge, which is just rich white people shit. Yeah. It's stupid. It's bad. But I did watch Tiger King, and I watched it all the way through, and I was like. Good girl, good for the you. The thing is, is like, well, I was watching it with somebody else, so, like, I had to watch it because we were talking about it, um, and I, like, genuinely don't remember shit about it now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now I'm like, oh, yeah, that, but, like, I forgot that that happened. Yeah. Like, I genuinely, like, <laughs> like, I think it was, like, really good because we were bored. Like, yeah. Animal Crossing, like, everybody could not get a, their hands on an Animal Crossing thing. And then, I'm not, I'm not, but, I'm saying, but, <laughs> but now you don't hear, but now you just don't hear as much hype about it. Oh no, there's still hype. There's still a lot. We may have, we just like, had, um, we just had gift day. No, but I'm saying, but you know what I mean? Like, there's not, not everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, I didn't have Animal Crossing, oh. I didn't have Animal Crossing, but nobody's like, oh. I'm not, I don't know that many people who are that whatever about it right now because they've already got it or they're, they're already playing it. So there's not that much of what the hype. Oh. Now I feel about the Tiger King. I'm like, yeah, we all watched it, but like, nobody's like, I want to know if he's getting out of prison right now. Like, he's we're not. like, no, like, he wanted man. Donald Trump to pardon him. I'm just saying you're like, it's not like, <laughs> yes. it wasn't, it was bad. Girl, it's bad. It's but real. It's other, like white trash, white I thought of some other shows that I watched that were disappointing. Tiger King was just not good. The man, everybody, like to McLean's point, like everybody was a little bit crazy. Like it wasn't even like, like, the Kardashians are, like, weird, trash, garbage, but you're kind of like, okay, well, there is, like, a willingness to be, like, yeah, they're bad, or they, like, or somebody's good, or, like, somebody's in the right in these situations. Mm -hmm. Nobody was in the right in this situation, and they framed it to be, like, yeah, and then, ooh, ooh, this poor man is in prison, like, was it worth him going Baskin to prison? Carol was on Dancing with the Stars, and that, that was made fun of her the whole time. And there have been cat outfits the whole time, like, they literally, like, it was just, like, it was weird, it didn't really, like, it didn't say, and then it came out, like, less than a week after everybody had watched, like, in the first wave of people watched it, they were like, yeah, it's all fake. And we were like, so and wait, you, I don't watch that. it was just, like, it was just really yeah. a really, it, for me, looking back now, it's a really prime example on how, like, you can apparently dupe America that easily just by saying it's a documentary. Yeah. And it really showed that, like, y'all document. For me, it showed, I'm like, guys, this is a really good example of why you can't just trust because it's a documentary that it's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we all kind of heard the drama about 
um, supersized me and Abby, like, some of that wasn't true or whatever. But the fact that, like, this is a modern, another example of things that we collectively, the fact that Joel McHale even went through and, like, interviewed people afterwards and all these other things, like, do you know what I mean? Like, we I mean, really, we had a cultural fixation on it, and it just was not accurate, true, or good in any way. It was just right. white trash for the sake of white trash. Like, this is, like, I mean, I don't even crazy people from Florida. Like, this is, like, Florida even, man crap. You can't even say that, though, because, like, the thing is, is actually Joe Exotic ended up being a white supremacist. Yeah. So everybody who was tweeting his name and saying he needed to be free and all this stuff, all this stuff was actively supporting white supremacists. They didn't know that until the really more of the story came out, which is why I was already like, uh-uh, I'm not fooling with that. I don't mess with that. Like, it's already seems sketch to me. And I get it. People wanted entertainment at that time, and it served its purpose for that entertainment. But yeah, like you said, it just goes to show how we won't do our own research, and then it comes back to bite us, and we learn that actually Joe Exotic is like a very racist and problematic man, yes. a white supremacist, all this stuff. And the thing is, he's been saying his name, and also, I mean, maybe Kara Baskin did kill her husband, I don't know, but also, she did. like, we just collected but also the misogyny, the misogyny of Joe in general, and that whole Netflix special to paint her in a bad light and make him look good. Both yep. of them are bad. Both of them are bad. Like, nobody nobody was really, right. People were sending her death even before like, the show came they out, still are, people are yeah. still Like, because of that thing. So I think, too, it's like, that's the thing. I'm like, sometimes Netflix, I love it, but sometimes I'm like, I hate you, Netflix. Because yeah. you, you start stuff, it's not Netflix's fault. But but still, you know, Netflix has responsibility to the documentaries that they point out. And the more stuff, the more documentaries that you accumulate, the more fake they are, the less I'm going to believe you when other stuff comes out. Because I'm like, how much are you really telling the truth? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But also, McLean, what other shows were you I thought say? of, well, I binge, I watched the rest of Fuller House, which was, like, just disappointing. Like, like they tried to end it with, like, like we're all moving on, we're all grown-ups now, like, we all have lives, and then they literally, like, like DJ gave, like, this terrible speech that I, like, didn't believe, and I was, like, I was so angry that I was crying watching this ending of the show. I was like, damn it, DJ! You ruined the moment because I don't believe a word you're saying. I was so angry. And then I watched one episode of the Saved by the Bell reboot, which we all know I was very excited about, but I, it was so bad. You like, really were. Like, it was weird. It was weirdly white saviorism on this show, trying to, like, say, like, oh, like, we're going to let the poor brown kids come to this rich white school for free. And, like, she wants to be class president, and but we're rich, and people will win the will win the election, so we'll just we'll just rig it in her favor, and pretend like and ask for her to, for, for to thank us for what we did. Not Mario Lopez like that. Though. No, well, Mario Lopez did. He was also the KFC. But you're right. No, he is. Oh, he, is the, he is the new Colonel Sanders. So right. Yeah, that how they the sexy the sexy Colonel Sanders. Yeah, I thought that was a joke. See, no, Latinx so men really no. We can't be losing. We ain't got that many of us. Y'all keep out here saying shit. He's trying to get his check. Yeah. No. Uh, but honestly, Girl, it's not like can't blame him though. Martin Lopez didn't produce or write it, did he? I don't think so. I think he's just trying to get his check. Yeah. To be honest, it's sad, but I think he's. I mean, the kids are kind of funny. Mario Lopez wasn't like the problem. Mario was not the problem in this show. Yeah. It was the kids. weird, like Zach Morrison kids that were the weird. Why do what? It's always it's, Zach Morrison. It's it's whoever tried to reboot it because yeah, McLean, you were really excited for it, and I was excited for you. I was hoping it would be good, but I think it's like NBC fucking shit right. up. 
It's like it's part of my language. Everyone who's listening, but like, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say? My mother, I, know I don't care. Here. My mother, my mother oh. listens, and so she gets mad when I'm cursing out. Sorry, like, like, oh, oh, you know. Sorry, no, she just is really heated about Saved by the Bell, and I think and NBC ruining that. everything. Bro, yeah. did you do you guys watch Space Force? Speaking of, oh board. yes, I watched. I watched. Oh, that, that ended up on the worst shows. It was so disappointing. Speaking of shows, I was disappointed about. by it. Same. I like Steve Carell, and it was Same. not good. I was mad. I was like, dang, I like all of these people in this show. And I was so willing to give it a chance. And I got through that first two episodes, and I was like, it had every chance to be funny, and then it wasn't. And we were like, what is happening? The thing is, is like, I was like, dang. Well, it, Steve, Steve Carell is funny. He's a good writer. I like, I like his funny. other, I like the other stuff he has his name on. The writing was better. It was just, I was like, this is poorly but executed. But it wasn't even like. It was just poorly executed. Yeah, I didn't laugh one single time. I was like, no. I, I just was like, is this, when is this supposed to be? Cool? I just was like, is this supposed to be like a comment on West Wing? Like, are we supposed to be making fun like, of like Veep, like all of these political? Or are shows? we making fun of? The, or are we just making fun of the army? Like, I don't know. Are we making fun of an actual joke? space force that like got canceled because, like, but where's the joke though? Right. And but where's the joke? Was like, where's the joke? Because I mean, I'm sure other political shows are funny. Like, I'm sure Veep is funny. Like, Veep is good. Yeah, so, but I'm like. So where's the joke though? I'm waiting for the punchline to hit. Every time I was like episode three, I was like, "Is it supposed to be funny yet? Like, what's happening?" I just was like, "Maybe I don't know about." I was like, "Maybe I just don't know enough about the military?" Question mark. Like, I, I was like, "Maybe I'm just, are these jokes like? Am I like not smart enough to get these?" Well, I was like, "Maybe I'm just not the target audience." But I was like, after a while, I was like, "But we, our family has the rule. We give it a three episode try." So I barely choked my way through the third episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Maybe I'm just not the audience for it." Yeah. But yeah, that's what I chalked it up to. Was like maybe I'm, I'm just not the right people. Maybe this is for a different different group of people who maybe know a little something something that maybe I don't know. Like maybe I don't pay attention to the military in this way. I don't know nothing about the space force. Like I was like, there's a space, and they're like, yeah, it's real. And I was like, there's a real one. Like I was like, maybe I just well, there don't was know. gonna be, but yeah. Oh, another bad show that we started our podcast, Black AF. <laughs> That was Bro. this year. I forgot about that. That's I right. blocked that out. We probably can't even really say that much about it. We already, we already, it. We already did. did but. If you want to watch our episode all about it, it's our first episode. <laughs> it's about Black AF. And honestly, McLean brought up a good point because I forgot that that show ever even existed. Yeah, I'm that so was, glad it. That stopped. was our we first stopped. podcast episode talking about how Rashida Jones is not the problem. It all comes and back in circles. Like, Always the problem. True. <laughs> it came. It came back in twenty twenty one. We're talking about best and worst TV shows, and that one's on there. Number one right now is Bridgerton, but we can't talk about it yet. We'll do a whole episode about it. It's not. It's not number one. <laughs> it's just. It's just not there. Black AF is number one. Oh, yeah. I had another show that I was like disappointed in. Oh, dang it. oh the Great. On Hulu. I know about it. About half of the Great. <laughs> it was disappointing. Also, Elle Fanning can just lick a lick a boot. Like I, she's just not good. I wanted to say so many <laughs> worse things, but she's not good. Her accent was fake. Like he was straight. Also, she was like British, but like she's Catherine the Great, so I'm the confused. Like she's like. Well, didn't she also play like Marie Antoinette? Girl, I know. Like, so, but it was weird because I was like, "Why are you British? They're Russian?" Question mark. And then the King of Russia didn't really have an accent, and so I was like, "Well, what is happening?" And then they like keep making jokes about Russia, and then they tried to like weirdly humanized Catherine to be like, oh, she's like a, she's a smart, independent woman. Like, she's so smart. They, like, try to pull this, like, weird feminist angle that you didn't need to pull because, like, it's already Catherine, like, she's already that. 
that was a disappointment. But that's like a that sits in the middle for me. Like that was meh. Like I watched all of it and like remember being like, yeah, this is all right. I think The Great tried to be um, the favorite, and I love that movie. Oh, that. But it, it definitely tries to be that because The Favorite did really well and it did really good with the critics and like people really liked right. it. And so. The, you know, TV show tries to emulate, so I think they were like, "Oh, let's do the great." It, fe- it felt like it felt like that style, yeah. But it was a TV show, and it was like raunchy in places I didn't need it to be, and like kind of gross in parts I didn't need it to be. But then it leaned into the rom com of of their lives, and I was like, "This is." Just hmm. didn't know what it wanted. I uh, yeah, I didn't know what it wanted, and it ended right before the coup, so it ended, like, right before the best part of the historical whatever. So, like, followed history, but it was only, like, this much of, the, of what I thought it was going to be, because, like, I was like, ah, yes, Catherine the Great is an icon, and then they kind of only hit, like, a small part, and I guess that maybe they're going to, they thought they would continue it, so you can have multiple seasons of it, but I give it a solid, it. it was, like, a solid, <laughs> I give it the same level as, like, season four of Big Mouth, like, you can get a three, 3.5, like, it wasn't bad, it was, like, meh. Yeah. I give it a meh. That was another, like, disappointing one. Well, it's clear. We do like talking about TV shows, <laughs> but the time is almost up. So do we have any wrap-ups that we want to say about watching TV, what TV's let us do this quarantine, escapism, anything like that? Uh, HBO's for black people. Thank God HBO is really showing up for us. Amen. Because Watchmen, also Watchmen. That's, that's true, yes. Well, I just want to say I think it's obvious that there was a lot of really great stuff on a lot of the streaming services this this year this quarantine because uh, like we pretty much only talked about like the stuff that we really liked like it right. didn't seem like there was many things that we like didn't like and I don't know if that's just because we're like we know that we're <laughs> that we wouldn't like it whatever that show would be but like there was a lot of great things yeah I mean in and that's not even to mention all the other things, yeah, like you said, that we probably left out or we didn't have time for. There was there was a lot of great television, um, a lot of great things, um, and, you know, a lot of meh things as well. But, yeah, I feel like that's the fun part about TV is that, you know, you get the, I love the surprise. Sometimes you get a show that absolutely fails. Sometimes you get a show that you think is going to soar and then it fails. Sometimes you get a show that's like, this is terrible and then it succeeds. So you never really know, but, um... I'm sure this won't be our last TV episode because we've got to talk about Bridgerton. So when whenever McLean finishes that, we will finish it this week. No, no, there's no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no, there's no a pressure. lot of pressure. I'm pressuring you right now. I'm saying it no on pressure. the air. We're pressuring you. If you do not watch it, I'm not sure we can be your friend. Oh, absolutely that's not. That's what you're going to ask. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. Speaking okay, of the accents. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. So we'll talk about that and maybe we'll, we'll talk about community as well. Um, but thank you for watching our podcast and watching, listening to <laughs> our podcast. You know, you can imagine us. Yeah, yeah. Smash the subscribe button. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, though, if you want to subscribe, you know, please do that. Because uh, we love knowing that, like, 20 people are out there listening to us. That makes us feel thank really you. good. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm Lene. I'm Solana. <laughs> I'm McLean. Thanks for listening to I Said What I Said. Woo! Woo!